If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. And I am Harrison. Harrison, it's a... Uh, uh, a rather fetching sweater you're wearing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one quite way to, a statement piece. Way to put it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm really, uh, really an activist. You know? Are you ever going to wear that again? No, no. no. <laughs> that that looks like a gift. Yeah, that should be slated for regifting. I'm definitely gonna regift it. I got to figure out like who is appropriate to regift it to. Well, you can't regift it to someone Lenora might know. Right. Because that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went out to eat with Lenora. A couple, like a week ago. Yeah. I don't know why, where you were, but uh, I was um, I was in bed. No. <laughs> I was I, I was depressed. I, I honestly wanted to go to that dinner, and I was just too sad to get out of bed. Oh yeah, so, so I couldn't make it. Well, so she she was like, "Oh, can you give this sweater to uh, Harrison?" I was yeah. just like, <laughs> as if he's ever going to wear this. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she was like, "I need." She's like, "I know the person just crazy enough to wear it," and it's like. I am crazy, but I'm not, I'm not, this is a different kind of crazy than I am. I don't know what kind of crazy this is, but this is not what I am. Just utter lack of self-awareness. Chapo trap house crazy or something, Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. It's not me. Sort of hipster. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, Putin and Trump riding a polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. You know, I don't (laughs) So, uh, were you really sad about George H.W. Bush dying? Is that what the problem You know, was? I just found that out like today. I um, was wondering how you were going to take that. He was your favorite president, He right? was, yeah. Definitely. I was wondering how you were going to take that news. Yeah, yeah. Well, he I, was old. I mean, he after was... Grover Cleveland, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I always thought it was bizarre that he yeah. was one, like, one of your favorites. Uh, and Miller Fillmore. Okay, he's and, number three. Yeah. God, he used to talk about him all the time. I know, yeah. George Herbert Walker this, mm. George Herbert Walker that. Uh, you know, to be honest... He wasn't my favorite president. However, recently mm-hmm. he uh, did do some, you know, some some interesting revelations came out about him. Some fascinating things, amusing things. Um, the, what about the Me Too moment that right. he's been having? Yeah. That was one of my favorite stories of the Me Too era. Yeah, it was uh, women were coming forward and being like, "Well, George H. W. Bush groped me." Yeah. And I was like, "The guy's in a wheelchair. He's like 90. And the, apparently could, he was telling that joke, yeah. um, the David Copperfield joke. I know, you joke. love the joke. Yeah. You love the, so that was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, do you remember the story that, that came out? I think it was during the election against Clinton. So it would have been his second term, like 92. Yeah. When he was in the supermarket. Do you remember this? No. Um, th- this is just a way that uh, I, I guess like journalists and Democrats seized on a, an opportunity to say this guy's so far removed from the working class Americans. But he was in a supermarket and uh, the, he was talking, just doing one of those like, I'm going to meet with the people. Right. And he was talking to a cashier and the cashier's like, yeah, you see, he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm scanning the item. Yeah. He's like, what kind of technology yeah. is this? <laughs> and he was just like, it's amazing what you yeah. can do these days, uh-huh. you know, in supermarkets. Mm. 
And people were like, dude, you've never been to a supermarket before? And I mean, I don't know. But a lot of uh, the conservative Which is meat. weird because it's like, didn't you run the CIA? Shouldn't you be up on technology or something, you know? Well, I, don't I remember know. a lot of other media outlets were like, <laughs> mm. you know, the New York Times is exaggerating his reaction. Mm. But he was genuinely mm. astonished by this uh, new right. Marvel piece of technology. Yeah. You know, and it was well, just rich kind of, people don't go to the fucking. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. guy's been wealthy for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the head of the CIA. I'm sure he had people that go buy things for him. Yeah. You know, it's like you know Howard Stern. Did you ever see that when uh, Stern and Jerry Seinfeld did comedians getting coffee or whatever? Yeah. And they stopped in a grocery store. Yeah. And both Stern was like, "God, I haven't been in one of these in like 20 years." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, "I can't even remember last yeah. time." And then they were like. Asking each other, what do you think this costs, and how much yeah. do you think this costs? Because they just have no idea. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I have friends who, you know, probably make the same as you do, who do, who don't go to the grocery store. They have their groceries delivered. Delivered, yeah. yeah. You probably wouldn't so, even know. Yeah. Um, but I, but this story that's been making the rounds now, because you know George H. W. Bush died, so you have a lot of people that are just you know, lauding him on the internet, like rest in peace, George Bush. He was an amazing president. Whatever. Yeah, I saw articles in the Daily Beast that are like. He helped reunite, you know, he he was the man responsible for reuniting Germany. And it's like, okay, I mean, maybe, but I, I mean. I guess it would have happened anyway. Yeah. I mean, the fall of communism mm. just happened to be during his presidency. Well, I'm sure he did some, some no, cool he stuff. Did. He was I a smart guy, you know what I mean? He did something uh, yeah. with the, I think, the uh, mm. the Disability Act. Mm. There was some stuff that happened during his presidency. It was, he was pretty some, moderate. He I also say that started a war with Iraq, you know, the first war. Um, I think the recession... Although that war made more sense than the than second one Than the second one time, yeah. yeah. But the recession, I think, is what doomed his president, or his, his chances to get elected the second yeah. time. However, yeah. I never heard this story that's making the rounds now. Um, apparently, during uh, like 1989, he had his aides lure like an 18-year-old drug dealer to Lafayette Park near the White House... So you could buy some crack to use it as a prop during a, a speech. I do remember that. Do you yeah. remember that? I, yeah, I remember. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, I heard so about that. So apparently, he was like, I want to do a speech about yeah. the war against drugs, but I need some real drugs. Hmm. So he had his aides like contact yeah. the FBI, like, are there any drug dealers around here? They're like, well, not around here, but we could, we know of one. Yeah. And they got this kid, his name was Keith Jackson, and hmm. the guy was like, I don't know, maybe like 20. Yeah. And they had no, no, even no prior convictions either mm. on this kid. And they got him. They're like, "Yeah, we want to meet you. You come meet us by the White House." He's like, "Where the fuck's the White House?" Mm. They're like, "Okay, well, this park." And they gave him directions. Yeah. They went and met him, bought the drugs, yeah. gave it to George H. W. Bush. And during the speech, he was like holding up crack. I, mm. I got this two blocks from here, from mm. where I'm sitting right now. Mm. It could easily be PCP or heroin. You know, and uh, was the dealer's name released th at that time? No. Okay. And that's okay. the thing they they were they were like acting like uh mm. you know this this wasn't you know they're hoping that he didn't see this mm. because it was his brand of crack or whatever yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was bought. And then like right after that happened, they went and arrested him, and uh, yeah, he got ten years for that. What 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 isn't that entrapment? Well, like they they got a hung jury. They got a hung jury about mm. the about this recent. Uh, or a mistrial was declared for, but the jury couldn't decide mm. about the the recent uh, purchase of drugs by the by the government. But he had two other, um, I guess he was caught twice, two other times dealing drugs. Mm. So for those two two occasions, there was like you know they just threw the book at him. He got ten years. Okay. Uh, wow. And even the judge was like, 
I guess the judge said, uh, or the yeah, the judge ruled mm. against him. It's like I, I can't do anything about this, but maybe you know George H. W. Bush will mm. commute your sentence or give you a lesser sentence because he's a gracious man. Mm. And George H. W. Bush, when they asked him about it, he's mm. like, "Yeah, the kid was dealing drugs two blocks away from here. Of course, we're going to have severe penalties." It's like, dude, you lured him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. And that sucks because if that had happened now, he'd have his own fucking SoundCloud thing. He'd have his fucking, oh, you know, dude, yeah. Leprechaun remix videos and everything. You know? Well, I mean, he got out in 98. So, I mean, obviously the kid's like, like he got, yeah, I think he was, he was incarcerated in like 89. He got out in like 98 or 99. Okay. And Sorry. he probably got his PhD when he was um, yeah. <laughs> in federal prison, right? Pretty sure. But anyway, yeah. anyway, it's not. It's not like I'm surprised that uh, George H. W. Bush died. It's just when is he going to die? The guy's like 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how long is he going to live for? Um, well, he was a guy. Yeah, that's I could definitely say that about him. What I am interested to see though is, Mixed do you think bag. they're going to like be like, yeah, we don't want Trump to attend the the funeral? Because if they do that with Barbara Bush, did they? Yeah. Okay. They were yeah. like, and so Pence went and a few other people, but they didn't want Trump there. Yeah. Because Trump was talking a lot of shit about yeah. the Bushes during the presence during the election, so I'm wondering what they're going to do here with Herbert Walker. I think I think that just they should just do that for all funerals, and not even as like a diss to Trump, just because he's like his ego. He just has a gravity about him, so it's like anywhere he goes, it becomes all about him. So why invite him to a funeral? Why invite him to a wedding? It doesn't make any sense. That's you know? the thing, too. Yeah. I think the unbridled ego. Is yeah, like, yeah. He's like, wait, why is the spotlight on him? I'm the yeah. dead guy. The guy's yeah. dead. What about me? But it, like, even if he didn't, like the, the media would make it all about him anyway. So it's like they should just not have him at stuff. Well, I, I don't know what, you know? what they're going to do about that. Yeah. But anyway, well, let's switch gears here and yeah, chat yeah, about please. someone who actually deserves a recognition. Yes. <laughs> Vladimir P. Demikov. Ah, uh, yes. Demikov. Yeah, Soviet scientist. Demikov. An organ transplantation pioneer. Mm. Pioneer. He performed several transplants in the 40s and 50s, including the transplantation, transplantation of a heart into an animal, a heart-lung replacement in an animal, and a two-headed dog. Yeah. Two-headed dog. You know, people say that might have been the uh, most controversial experimental operation of the 20th century. Which a is, head transplant. Which is weird because, you know, as the decades went on, there was a growing need for two-headed dogs you I know s- i still think there's the market demanded the it you know the market demanded it i'm surprised we can't get that i mean we can get one of these hairless <laughs> yeah. mutant cats right how come we can't get like yeah. a two-headed cat next day we'll saw gorilla head onto <laughs> giraffe neck <laughs> sure so, why not so vladimir demikov yeah, yeah is a pioneer in organ transplantation uh, surgery worked out of uh, moscow yeah and uh i guess he in, uh, in the 40s, 1940s, he moved to the Institute of Surgery in Moscow, and that's where he began to experiment with uh, organ transplantation. But um, he had a lot of critics, that guy. Yeah. A lot of critics. In fact, I feel like his experimentation could never have, uh, well, maybe at the time it could have happened in the U.S. It definitely could not happen now. No, no. Uh, you know, I don't even know if it would have happened. Do you think it could? he could have done yes, a I, two-headed dog I transplant in the 1940s? Yeah, yeah. You could do well, then why? I'm surprised they didn't do that. I mean, we're always like in such a stupid. competition. <clears throat> it's stupid. I mean, you could like, I mean, the CIA was just like, they were just doing anything to compete with the Soviets. That's what I'm saying. Like, I why mean, didn't we, we had, try we to had do it? fucking government funded programs about astral projection. If, if we thought the Soviets were doing it, we'd do it, you know? So we didn't know that he was doing this two headed dog thing. 
Did we not? Not until later. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. until later. But do you think if we yeah. did know, then we'd have been like, well, fuck you. We're going to have a two-headed tiger um, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we would have. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if they would have done a two-headed homeless person, but... So anyway, yeah. the guy spent the 50s uh, carrying out research into organ transplantation surgery, continuously improving his mm. experimental techniques. So... It is kind of amazing that he was able to do what he did. Yes. Um, so he, uh, he successfully performed an isolated orthotopic heart transplantation in a dog in 1951. No mm. one had done this before. Yeah. It's where the heart's correctly positioned rather than offset inside the thoracic cavity. And his dogs, you know, survived like a few hours to like several weeks. Yeah. At first. The, I think the main ones survived for, what, nine days or something like that? Well, they said one of the dogs received yeah. a heart transplant in 1953 survived uh, another seven years. Okay. So, I mean, that, I mean, right, right there is evidence that, that these transplants are actually working. Yes. I don't even think at the time scientists even thought we could do something like that. Well, um, weird thing is uh, there was, the, like, one of the earliest... Uh, ventures into um like organ transplantation was done by, oddly enough by charles Lindbergh. Lindbergh. i read a he book even a doctor um yeah i know i read a book about this years ago but you know he was an engineer like he designed and built the stupid plane you know little rock or saint Lu the spirit of saint whatever the uh, fuck it's called right the spirit of saint louis um and he teamed up with this he's like I, well he faced that thing where he was like oh i'm rich and successful and my kid died and um you know, I want to live forever. I'm a genius and I'm great and I'm like the next, I'm the Aryan Superman of tomorrow. He was and, pre Howard Hughes, right? Um, he was around the same time. Around the same time. Yeah, yeah, he was around the same time. Well, who this, was Lunier? This was in the 30s. I would say Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes was. Yeah, right. Charles Lindbergh is like basically just asking himself the same questions that like Elon Musk and stuff are asking themselves now. It was like a rich man's query, like, you know, how, how now the rich like want to go to fucking space, you know? And Elon Musk promises that he can get anyone with over a billion dollars into space. This was like, they're like, well, why do we have to die? Can't we just like get new <laughs> organs and replace the organs? And um, so he created this thing with this doctor called uh, Carell, this French doctor. The book is called The Immortalists by David Friedman. And um, it was actually called the uh, perfusion pump. And basically, hmm. it was this big, big glass kind of, you know, beaker thing with these different tubes coming out of it. And basically, you could put like a heart or a lung in there, and it would keep um, oxygenated artificial blood flowing into the organ and keeping it alive for, you know, outside of the body, which they couldn't do at that time. And so that that in preparation to transplant yeah. into your body. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and I think they have some of them at the Smithsonian. They only made like I mean, forty of them, but it actually did work to some degree. Wow! And that was his invention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did it with the doctor, but yeah, he designed. You know. I guess if you think about it, it's kind of like Steve Jobs. It's like you get to the point where you're so wealthy, you're like, I am going to use this money to achieve immortality. Right. You know, and that's kind of what <laughs> I mean. I can understand yeah. if you have that much money. I'm surprised Bill Gates isn't trying to do this. Um, yeah, I mean, you think he would be, or like cryonetics? It's the same kind of deal. It's yeah. like I want to be, uh, you know, freeze my body. I'll come back later on. Right. Um, cryogenics. <laughs> cryogenics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cryogenics. So, so that's interesting. So, what happened with this? Is this like? 
I mean, Demikov must have been aware of this kind of technology. What year was that? That was, I think, that was in the late '30s, early yeah, so, '40s, I believe. Yeah. So that only predated mm. him by like maybe a few years because yeah. he was already, you know, doing experiments mm. in the like early '40s. Yeah. Hmm. Because they like they, you know, they, they could they figured out how to keep the the organ alive, but I don't know if they could actually do organ transplants at that point. I well, don't think so. That's what they were saying yeah. here. Demikov actually developed the mm. principles of myocardial revascularization mm. which enabled him to perform the actual coronary artery bypass operation no one had done that at that time right and the whole aim of his or the, his whole objective here was for organ transplantations to be implemented in clinical practice on humans hmm. so that being said you know I, i'm i'm not a big proponent of animal research right <laughs> um however i do feel like you know this this is an opportunity where you could actually use animals with like a similar vascular system, you know, similar organs. And I'd rather do that than experiment on like humans. Yeah. You know, it's not like a bunch of monkeys would cost way too much money. Where are you going to get a monkey in the Soviet Union? They they have monkeys, didn't they? No, no, they sent a dog into space. I guess they just had dogs. You had dogs. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't have monkeys. They probably had to have fucking some apes or some monkeys or something, you know? But they loved using dogs for shit. I don't yeah, know what's with used, that. Yeah, they, I, mean, yeah. I think they just have a lot of dogs. Yeah. Dogs um, don't have thumbs or anything, you know? Like, what do you do? <laughs> Send a raccoon into space. That makes more sense. Yeah, they, they have almost I, like The other day after hands. it rains, whenever if it rains in my apartment building, there's like a bunch of snails that show up, you know, because it's wet. And these raccoons show up and they just start grabbing the snails, cracking them open like oysters and slurping the fucking like snails. Cargo. Yeah. And wow. they're like, right, I'm smoking a cigarette. They're, st they're standing right there like, fuck you, pal. I'm doing this. You know? They don't give a shit. You send them in a rocket, you know? They love it. Yeah, you think, why not make a two-headed raccoon? Yeah. Well, do they have raccoons in the Soviet Union? That's a good question. They don't have them in Europe. Oh, there's no raccoons in Europe? There's none in the UK. Huh. I learned this recently. No trash pandas. No, no. So, um, so mm -hmm. in 1954 is yeah. when he did the transplant of a dog's head onto mm -hmm. another dog using vascular connections to the host dog's heart right how did this work out where do you get the inspiration of this and whose dogs was it his dog like was mm. it like his family dog i like i'd like to know like how, what stalin's thoughts on it were you know <laughs> do you think he even knew because it was like you know because i you know i don't know I, I think they had some good doctors in the so in the soviet union but it's like i think the U.S. kind of scooped up all the good Nazi doctors after World oh, yeah, War Two. World War Two, you yeah. know, been, you know, had them do the space program and all this other bullshit, MK Ultra and whatnot. So they're just like, oh, we have a two-head dog and send dog into space. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure the yeah. I'm sure the had... Russians got some of the the doctors yeah. that are making like superhumans. Remember? Yeah, Ivan Drago, <laughs> Vladimir. III, do you have any Rocky ideas IV? that don't involve dogs? Yes, uh, no. <laughs> How come you don't use a cat? Yeah, yeah. Never thought of using mm. a cat. Kids don't feel pain. <laughs> so what did he do? What kind of dog was it? It was like a well, one of them was like a German Shepherd with like some kind of fucking scraps looking motherfucker. I don't even know what breed it is. It just looks like a dog that you would call mutts. scraps. Scraps. Yeah, you would call them. It's like the dog from the Little Rascals or the you know one of those or the RCA commercials. <laughs> But the other dog was a smaller dog. Yeah. It looked like a, I don't know, like a fucking, not a shih tzu, but something like a smaller yeah, dog. Yeah, it is a smaller dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was kind of like his head was transplanted onto the host Some dog. Some kind of terrier. Is, is it my terrier? Guess. Yeah, it looks like it. 
Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Well, what was interesting, I was reading about Demikoff. It says that, so he was married for 52 years to his wife, uh, Leah, and they had one, one child, Olga. Yeah. Daughter named Olga. And uh, he actually insisted that his mother live with the family. So the four of them lived in two tiny rooms from yeah. 1954 to 1972. And besides his relatives... He kept the experimental dogs at the house, too, so you keep an eye on them. So this guy had, like, this two-headed dog, and yeah. I'm sure he tried the two, you know, the, the transplant on other dogs. Yeah. Could you imagine the house of horrors that must have been for poor Olga? Good God. It's just like, yeah. you know, you finally, you get it, you get the kid a dog, she bonds mm. with the dog, she loves mm. the dog, next thing you know, she attaches the other dog's head yeah. to that dog. <laughs> or would you be like, Dad, what are you doing to my dog? Yeah. I couldn't imagine if the rabbi did that. I have attached head of gazelle to body of tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? Dr. Moreau over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other one was drinking, drinking milk. You know, I got pictures of it. It's drinking milk. The other head is drinking milk. Uh, you know? That is crazy. Yeah. And so the other head, I mean, insane. were both heads able to bark? Um, and like, I mean, did it have like a, like a larynx, I guess? No, I think one of them could not bark. But it could could correctly. it eat? Like what what was the point of the other head? The other head was it was the head was living, right? Yeah. There was there wasn't really that much point. It didn't really have any control over anything other than its own fucking head, you know? <laughs> so Which kind of sucks if you think about yeah. for the other dog because you know, you're now attached to the other dog, so it's like you yeah. can't really do anything. It makes me wonder about Siamese twins. Did you see that um Someone uh, someone sent a meme over these two male Siamese twins. One of them's gay, and the other one identifies as straight. What could you do in that situation? Wait, who are these people? Uh, someone mm. sent a meme over, mm. or put a poster to the Sick Around Facebook page of two Siamese twins, mm-hmm. or not two, just one, a set of Siamese, just a Siamese twin, okay. two brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. attached like to the body, two, two heads. Yeah. One of them said he's gay, and the other one's straight. Okay. What could you do? Like, you would have to, like, would you... I guess you'd have no choice. And he had, like, a boyfriend. The gay, the gay one had a boyfriend. Okay. And what do you mean you'd have no choice? Oh, then to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you put headphones on? Yeah, you put headphones on. Going, but could you, you know. feel it? Or you get into it, maybe. Maybe you get into it, you know? <laughs> now, that's some weird incest porn. Yeah, yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be into that. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they've never done that. You know? A, I got a Siamese Two-headed, twin to do. Yeah, yeah. Or just a fake, you know, fake Siamese twin porn <laughs> this simulated, is a genre that we simulated should, yeah. siamese twin porn uh, you know what would yeah. you get like a big you could get a big sweater like the one you're wearing yeah, yeah. Like two, 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 two ladies inside <laughs> you know yeah it's fine but one body yeah so how long did the two-headed dog live for um what was it nine nine days or something wait so nine days yeah um lungs and hearts buh, 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 buh. Did he only do it one time? Wait, Wait no. The cre- actually, it's thirty. I'm sorry, thirty-eight days. Thirty-eight days. So over a month. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That that was the longest one. He did it a few of them, but that was the longest one. Thirty-eight days. I wonder if he so. experimented with different breeds. Um, that's a good question. Like you could, you he could did. He did. I mean, he has two different breeds, fucking sewn together. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, sure I mean, he, I'm sure he used whatever fucking dog they could, you know, grab off the street of Moscow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. God. Is that, but like both could, they could both see and kind of move around independently to, uh, as for what they controlled. Well, it you didn't know? have, the other one attached to it didn't have legs, right? It was just No, it didn't. I think it had two front legs. That I, could, that I could do like stuff with. We should put a, we're going to yeah. put a picture up. Puppet show. I did. I've been, oh, you, I've oh. been, okay, do you have videos? I got videos up. I got everything. Oh, yeah, I've been doing it. Videos I've the been doing thing. it. I'm going to put the video up one more time there for the, for the kids at home. You, it, know? you know, the worst thing about it is like yeah. a dog is just a dog. And so it's, he wakes up, he's like, what the fuck is this on my neck? Oh, yeah. it's another dog. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. I guess I, was, I guess it's my know. life now. It doesn't really know, you know, it gets used to it. I know, but it's still yeah. just. Uh, yeah. It's. Mo- I mean, it's. Look, look, it's monstrous. All right, let's not <laughs> fuck around here. You know what I mean? I. I just yeah. feel bad for the kid. Yeah, yeah. Who has to live with these experimental dogs? Yeah. These like monstrosities, aberrations of nature that he's making. Right. It's like, hey, uh, you know, Svetlana, this one can talk, and it's like, why, why was I put on this earth to suffer so? Well, it's you know. A- People uh, criticized him throughout the world for being unethical and also really? like That's deranged. Pretty surprising. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but he continued, yeah. you know, unbothered by this, uh, becoming more successful with time. And yeah, I think ultimately the dog, the two of the dog lived uh, 38 days. Yeah. You know, with a head transplant. And the little dog just kept like, it was just, it would bark a lot. Oh, so know? it could bark. It could bark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which kept head would eat? Kept random barking. Uh huh. Which head would he eat, or would he give treats to both heads? The other one could could. Um, I think they could both. One of them could drink milk. You know, Man. the small one. So. So it wasn't until amazing. the late 1950s that news yeah. of his experiments spread to the outside world. Mm. And I mean, I think part of that is because I know the the Soviet Union back then really shut down the transfer of information. Yeah. So and I'm sure it's like because of the arms race, the Cold War, and all that. It's like we're not going to let our two-headed dog. But I wonder what, like, I wonder what the Americans thought about the two. Did they think it was some kind of weapon? They probably did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's what the My Soviets God. are making. Yeah, Cerberus. Yeah, yeah take a look one. at what Ivan's doing. My God, sir. You know. So by the time Americans became aware of Demikov's dog head transplantations in 1959, he had already been doing the procedure for five years. Yes. So he had already, you know. Made were leaps and bounds ahead of any other American uh, doctor at that time doing transplantation. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's uh, I think part of it is you know you you look at that and it looks like a monstrosity, but yeah. what it did is it you know allowed open people's eyes. Well, what what happened later, I think in the seventies, was there was an American doctor inspired by these experiments, Doctor Robert White, who there's a little documentary on on him online because he was. He was alive. Like, I don't know if he's still alive right now, but he was alive five years ago whenever they did the fucking interview with him. Yeah, I think he died. Yeah, I think he only... He died in like 2009 or 2010. Robert White. Yeah, and he wanted to do... Like, his goal was to do fucking... um, uh, To do uh, like head transplants, basically. But on monkeys, yeah, well, ultimately on humans. Like, what he was hoping to do, and this was in the 80s, was like get to the point where he could... You know, put Stephen Hawking's head on a on a working body, or St- Christopher Reeves. You know, people who are quadriplegics or ALS sufferers, and should be able to remove their head and then put it onto a different body. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, like, where are you going to get the host body? Where are you going to get the fucking host body? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, like a, a car accident victim. For that? Oh, like a car accident. Oh, okay, something like that. Organ donor. Something like that. So he would he would take these um, rhesus monkeys and he'd like 
remove the head of one and put it on the other one. And the head was alive. He could get the blood flowing into it. It would just be like a monstrosity that was just attached to a head attached to a body, just like, and it can't move the fucking body, you know? But wait, the other head would be conscious, though. No, no, no. One head, cut it off, sew it onto a headless monkey body, right? And then the, the head wakes up. It can't move the body at all. It can't control it. It's got blood flowing into it, so it stays alive for a certain amount of time. Oh, but but it, need, it can't breathe to, on its uh, own. You need to like, breathe the fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I'm not even going to put the video of that up because there's footage of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, oof, it's rough. Yeah. So what, what would happen? Up. Like, how long would that live for? Like, how long could you, I guess, maintain the head, the it, blood flow to the head? Um, the, I guess the brain A certain amount of days, would, I think, you know? I think you, it was like a certain amount of days you could do it. I might be way off base here, yeah. but did, wasn't there a doctor in France? They no, None of them lasted more than nine days. Okay, yeah. so nine days. Yeah. Wasn't there a doctor in France who used to perform experiments on recently uh, uh, decapitated heads? Via the guillotine, and he'd take the heads and like do different experiments, see how long he could keep the brain alive. Um, what recently? No, no, no. Oh, it's back uh, in the day. Like I would say, like uh, early nineteen hundreds. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I thought mm. you know I might be mm. getting this uh, 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 confused with like Penny Dreadful or something. Okay, okay. I thought there was a Are doctor, Doctor Galvin. That was like he was a doctor that. that would get okay. corpse cadavers yeah. and corpses, and he yeah. would try to like take a head that was recently mm. uh, decapitated and put it onto another body. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know about that. I'll have to look into that. Never heard of that. I just thought about that just now. Yeah, but so Doctor Robert White, though that guy was a U.S. physician, though, right? He was, yeah. Um, so and what did it was people just think like, of that? <laughs> well, now they kind of look back on it as like this, is, and even then they were kind of like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is horrible." <laughs> Um, but it was the 70s. I mean, in the 70s, they could just kill animals in movies and nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, you know? When was PETA? When did PETA form? Like the 80s? I don't know. Because PETA would have had a but, shit fit about this these But days. if it was around then, it was like two guys and they were stoned. So they didn't really care. <laughs> but like, um, you know, basically the problem is that you can't reconnect a spinal cord once it's severed. They just, they haven't figured out a way to do it and they still haven't, you know? Yeah, I wonder if you could use some kind of like uh, device or something like a like I'm, I'm sure that's what's like a, you're going to be kind of a cyborg at one point, right? Where it's like you'll be able to attach it and they'll be able to like stimulate nerve. Like that movie? Did you see that movie? Um, something upgrade. Upgrade. Same yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be something like that. Yeah. You know, the movie Upgrade and Venom were very similar. They were. They yeah. were very similar. Yeah. Almost the same story. Yeah. So what what happened to Robert White? He just was he discredited for being a crazy monkey head transplanter? No, he wasn't because he was like a pretty, I mean, I think he got some flack for it, but I mean, he was still a pioneer in the field of fucking, you know, organ transplants. He still did, did some of the first successful, like, you know, or other organ transplants. So, yeah, and, so, yeah. And, and that's the thing with Demikov is people thought he was just an insane person mm. and, and, and doing these egregious experiments that right. led to nothing. But actually it did. I mean, U.S. physicians, once they started learning about his innovative techniques in the 60s, traveled to the Soviet Union to watch his surgeons at work, Who, to learn about it. Oh, really? That's how hmm. uh, that's how Robert White found out about okay. it. Okay. Huh. And then uh, there, uh, read uh, one particular admirer here of his work was a South African cardiac surgeon named Christian Bernard. Yeah. Who um, began studying Demikov's experiments about human heart transplantation and, and thought it was like a real possibility. He twice visited the laboratory in the '60s and, inspired by his observations there, successfully performed the world's first heart transplant on a human in 1967. Mm. So that was from Demikov. Right. 
Well, there you go. But despite that, though, you know, Demikov died in a small apartment outside Moscow. In, like, yeah, that is kind of weird how it's like yeah. he's an important doctor, but it's like he has to live like the fucking family in Willy Wonka, you know? <laughs> Like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody yeah, yeah. in the same room, yeah, yeah, two-headed yeah. dogs running yeah. around. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess he got recognition later on. Okay. But uh, yeah, but at the time, no one really... I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's almost like a paradox. Yeah. He was kind of far ahead of his time. Yeah. You know, everybody, uh, you know, he was exploring the unknown far ahead of the time, but everybody produced such anxiety, I guess, in medical circles, people didn't want to be associated with him. But now it's different. Do you think that Stalin fucked with his riding boots on? fucked with his right you think he wore those when he was having sex I'm asking you I'm asking your opinion on this matter that guy had to have been into some weird yeah. deviant type of fetishes mm. anyone who is that obsessed with power like that that's the thing with like Trump and like the, the uh, prostitutes pissing on a bed I wouldn't be surprised if that happened see I disagree because I feel like if you're obsessed with power that's kind of where your fucking energy and time goes you know Maybe, but I mean, mm. maybe just like it, it, maybe it transfers to lovemaking, you know, okay. maybe into when into having a sexual relationship, it's like you're into like, I don't know, power. I don't, I don't know what the riding boots would be for though. No. Maybe he was into horseplay. Well, you know what they say, every, everything's about sex, except sex, sex is about power. <laughs> um, horseplay, yeah. Um, I think they call it pony play. Just oh, it's to, pony? I realized, I've, I figured this out later, I, I realized this. Um, I think because I came across a video in my collection and I was like, oh, it's pony play. Because I knew horse play didn't sound right. It's pony play. But uh, I don't know. I feel like he kept the boots on. I feel like he, you know, because it's like he's working in an office. He's still wearing the stupid boots. He's got to wear them when he fucks too. It's just part of his uniform. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think there was a lot of cognitive dissonance, though, surrounding Demikov. You know, I think a lot of people consider his work to be like the cutting edge of surgical research. But I think a lot of people also were like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's vulgar and it's disgusting. What you're doing yeah. is just, you know, barbaric. We don't want to be associated with you. He's kind of like a dime store Dr. Moreau. Yeah, know? I mean, it's, it sounds yeah. like that. However, if you think about it, there's a lot of horrifying experiments in the annals of medical research. Look yes. at the Nazis, look at Mengla. Let's look back on some of them, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of this, we, you know, we learn things from the Nazi experimentation. It's awful that it happened. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we did actually learn things from it. Yeah, I mean, out of those, those doctors in Germany where, uh, where um, MKUltra was born yeah. out of, you know. And, that's and, and also aeronautical... Uh, uh, aviation medicine aviation medicine yeah that's how they learn how like how much pressure can the body you know are, how are much, people like, contributed to that research and how you long know? your organs could survive in like freezing temperatures yeah, yeah. and things like that yep so it's i mean yeah. I, I do think that there's a positive side to some of this horrible uh research however mm. if you look at like demikov mm. yeah i mean if you're if you choose to say mm. like oh the guy just like sewed a dog's head into another dog I think you're kind of belittling what he actually accomplished. Mm. I mean, his experiments, especially the organ transplants, mm. you know, paved the way for heart and lung transplants, you know, in humans. You know. Well, I mean, Nero was a beautiful harp player. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we would all probably die from yeah. uh, failing organs and failing kidneys. Kidney transplants. There's some more organs that were transplanted. Right. You know, if it wasn't for that two-headed dog, <laughs> I actually think that. Uh, 
he should have just like went into the whole two-headed dog industry. Okay, yeah. It's like I'm making and not only just dogs. Start start going with other animals. Yeah, two-headed guinea pig. Whatever. <laughs> what what other animals they had in in Russia? I guess the bears and things yeah. like that. That'd be frightening. But I think maybe if you started making these custom you know two-headed animals i'd be interested in that that's probably the next like elon musk thing <laughs> two-headed animals. guys i'm i'm making wyverns <laughs> and affordable wyverns for everybody yeah it's like i mean mythical it, animal chimeras you know make them i mean it's insane what they do with these i mean even with the uh the hairless cats now like have you ever mm. seen a bambino no it's a dwarf it's like one of it's just like my cat but a dwarf yeah it's it's just a monstrosity like, that's I'm, fucking you... terrible I mean even these little dogs are stupid because it's like you have to do all this crazy shit it's like if you have one of these little dogs it's like oh you have to you know express you ex- its anal express glands its anal or something glands, and it's yeah. like oh if nah. you don't you know every two weeks you have to read to it from the book of Job or it dies or something you know it's like all this bullshit you have to do yeah, and the worst thing about those Bambinos, I've only seen one. They're expensive, too, like three grand or something. But it's like they want to be a cat. Like they want to act like a cat. They want to jump be like a cat. cat uh-huh. you know? yeah. It's like they want to jump like a cat and do stuff, but mm. they can't because mm. they have two-inch legs. Yeah. So they're just sitting there like, oh, I can't be a cat because I have little T-Rex arms. Oh, that's like those Scottish fold cats. Yeah, Yeah, those deal. guys. But man, they're cute, those guys. Look at oh, them. Yeah. God. But anyway, if it was two-headed... Yeah. I'd look into buying one. Uh huh. You know? Mm-hmm. Need a new mascot for the show. Name it Too Bad. <laughs> <laughs> People, this is episode 663 here, Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here has to do with a teacher who murdered her ex-husband's girlfriend in front of their twin children. Oh my. I was reading this story and I was thinking, if this had been a man, if the situation would be reversed, where it was Mm. a man murdering his ex-wife in front of her kids or whatever. Right. I don't even think we'd even cover it. Yeah. I don't think we'd give it a second thought because that happens so often. Yeah. Where a man like goes and murders his ex-girlfriend or, you know, cuts off the penis of her new boyfriend and throws the penis over a fence. You know, it's like that happens all Mm. the time. But it doesn't happen that often that a woman does this Mm. to her uh, ex-husband's girlfriend. Right. I mean, that's like, women usually don't do this type of, don't engage in these type of shenanigans. Nope. Um, the diaper astronaut comes to mind, though. Diaper astronaut. Mm-hmm. But she never actually carried, I mean, she did no, shit she in did. her diapers, but I thought she didn't murder her. I thought she didn't she kill did. She got arrested. She attacked the woman. She had a knife. She had duct tape. Oh. She had all the fucking shit. But I thought she and didn't actually kill her, And then the woman her, right? got away, because the woman, oh, the woman like escaped. got into her car, oh, yeah. drove away, and the cops came, yeah. She God, failed. I love, I love the diaper ash. Look at uh, yeah. Eileen Wuornos. I mean, right. it does happen. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen as frequently with men, mm. you know, as men. Um, 
So uh, this happened in Midvale, Utah. Uh, police say a woman arrested for murder this past Sunday shot and killed her ex-husband's girlfriend in front of the suspect's two three-year-old children. Okay. Uh, the deceased was identified as 26-year-old Lisa Velate Williams. Um, both of these women are actually somewhat attractive. Okay. Yeah, if you look at them, you're like, What wow. are their names? Uh, we have Lisa Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, we have Chelsea Watrous Cook. Okay. Chelsea Cook. Mm. So Chelsea versus Lisa. Mm. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chelsea, 32 years old, was booked into jail on one count of aggravated murder after the shooting. Yeah. Uh, she taught health and yoga at Sky Ridge High School in Lehigh, Utah. Do they teach yoga in high school now? Um, they, took, they taught yoga at my high school. What? Well, I wait, went wait, to wait like was a, this like the special education yeah, it was high school? Special education high school, yes. What yes, kind of was. like Bikram yoga? Like, did you like. Wear like a speedo and do no. Yoga. It was just like sit down in your jankos and do you know do some yoga. I can't believe they did yoga in your high school. They also had ping pong. It's a fancy pants high school there. Yeah, yeah. Well, school of fancy lads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever done Bikram yoga? Is that hot yoga? Yeah, the hot yoga. No, no, no. I remember uh, when I, I was living in San show. Francisco. Yeah, I, I thought like I don't know, I'm a single, and I was like, you know, fuck the dating apps. I bet mm. you if I just get involved in some kind of like activity, I can meet chicks. Yeah. So I was thinking yoga. That's where the girls are. Wow. Are you a sitcom character? I don't know. Maybe I got it yeah. from like Seinfeld or something. Okay. But yeah, this is probably like, I don't know, mid-aughts or Yeah, mid-2006. Yeah. And so I went to a yoga place. It was right up the street from where I lived. Um, kind of more in the Knob Hill area. Right. And it was like a Bikram yoga. I didn't know what Bikram yoga is. And I just kind of went there to check mm. it out. What the fuck? Why do people do that? Would you have to be naked or something? Or no, you're not deal? naked. Okay, but I mean, okay. you're wearing like, people don't want to wear a lot of clothes because right. it's hot as fuck. It's like 106 mm. degrees in there. Oh. And you're sitting there doing these yoga poses. The whole place just smells like fart and mm. BO. Oh, man. You're doing yoga poses. Everybody's sweating. Yeah. And it was like, I go in there. And at first when I walked in, I almost left because it was like 75% male. That's yeah. San Francisco, of course. Mm. And so it's like... I go in, I'm like, ah, I think I might just take off. But then the teacher's like, oh, hey, come on, come on, come join. Don't be worried about it. Just kind of stay in the back and just sort of figure out the motions. And I'm sitting there and there's like a dude in front of me wearing like tiny shorts, yeah. fucking balls sticking out of one side. Ah. Just like sitting there stretching. I was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's great. I'll never do this again. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the story. Yeah, I don't like sweating. So No, and yeah, it yeah. Just, it's just disgusting. Nope. I don't know how people can do it. Yeah. I really don't. Um, so she taught health and yoga at the high school. She was a very popular teacher. Lots of kids liked her. They're all like, ah, oh, you know, she's one of our favorite teachers. Um, so what happened this past Sunday night, a police arrived at the residence and found her ex-husband pinning her against the wall, holding her for them. Okay. They called him, like, basically just detaining her. Uh, Williams, uh... Williams, the, the woman, the, the the victim here, who was dating Cook's ex-husband, was found with two gunshot wounds to her torso. Right. Ultimately died. Okay. So police learned this would happen. Cook had come to the apartment to deliver cold medicine for one of the twin three-year-old children. I guess these were her kids. Right. Uh, when she was married to uh, to to the husband here. Okay. Yeah. And so um, she came there to give them cold medicine. Yeah. And. Uh, 
and uh, she remained in the apartment after being asked to leave. I guess they were like, okay, you gave your cold medicine, you got to go. She wouldn't leave. Instead, she locked herself in the bathroom. Hmm. And now that that's just annoying. Because yeah. now it's like, you know, I guess I, I, I don't really have experience in this area because I've never dated a woman who has children. Right. I've been on a date with a woman, I remember, that told me she had kids. And I was like, yeah, peace out. Ghosting yeah, you. I'm going to ghost you right now mentally. That happened to me too. I, I, just, I mean, I'd be willing to overlook it if it was like, you know, the person was like amazing and I was in love, but it's just like, I you find it hard raise to her spawn. I find it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I, I find it hard to, well, if I really cared, but it's like, I find it hard sometimes if a woman's got a dog. Cause then it's like, Oh, okay. So that means you're never staying at my house. And I, you know, exactly. So yeah. it's like, although I don't even like women to own fish. Yeah. Although, although I mean, <laughs> I've I've not dated moms. I've had sex with them, right? Were their kids like at the dads? Sometimes. <laughs> Were the kids in the same room? No, sleeping? they're <laughs> they're sleeping in their own bed. But it's like because it's like because they're because they, they don't have they don't have time. I'm you know amazed what I mean? that mom would bring you around their kids. Moms don't have. Well, I'm not a fucking. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I'm just some guy, you know. All right. Were those yellow glasses that give kids nightmares for the rest of their life? <laughs> Well, these um, kids are too sensitive, all right? <laughs> if, if, if that's, if that's going to give them nightmares, then... But what but, but I'm saying is they, they, they're they busy. They got a lot of stuff on the, to well, yeah, do. It's like they it, don't have time to like and you're not be gonna, in a relationship. So you're it's not like, going to be their focal point. Yeah, they're not, I'm not. And they shouldn't focus. Yeah, they should no. focus on their children. Yeah, they should. You know? So it can be a very advantageous situation for everyone. Yeah, it could. Because you don't point. have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. Which maybe that's a good, good yeah. way to work out. The, the problem that I would have with mm -hmm. it is... That means your ex-husband mm. will be involved in your life regardless. Yep. Because now you guys visitation rights, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm mm. going to have to deal with this guy mm. who I'll have to like, be cordial to, and I'll probably hate him. Yep. You know, and he'll probably hate me because yeah, I'm fucking his uh, yep. ex-wife. Yeah. And I guess I have to deal with this every mm -hmm. now and then. Yeah. And will we be adults about it, or am I going to have an asshole to deal with it? I don't mm. even want to deal with it. Yeah. Not to mention I don't want to deal with the kids either. But anyway, I feel bad for uh, the victim, Lisa, because it's like not only does she have to deal with right. her ex, you know, her ex husband's wife, mm -hmm. uh, her ex wife, she's um, gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna deal with like constant harassment from yeah. the lady. Yeah. So apparently, this uh, this Chelsea Cook yeah. would harass her on a regular basis. Right. She would uh, she would harass her on Instagram, mm. send her threatening messages. She would show up to her work. Hmm. and uh, say things to her. She would call her from the high school mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to, to like uh, uh, threaten her. So it's like this woman had to deal with this on a regular basis. I, don't, I mean, she had complained to school officials because like she had called and said, you know, your teacher's calling me and threatening me, threatening yes. my life. And they're just like, oh, okay, we'll deal, we'll deal with that our own way. And never, they never did anything about it. Yeah, and uh, bullying on Instagram bullying on Instagram and she uh, Cook was also charged with uh, domestic violence yeah, yeah. Oh, previously yeah, 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 yeah. She had, uh, so. uh, domestic violence in the presence of a child and oh, what yeah. kind of assault so I mean this woman had a record mm. and so it's, at, at that point I would have walked away from the relationship it's like I, you're, I was like you know what your kids have a psycho mom mm. you dated a psycho I think I'm done with this right but this woman is kind of a saint this, uh, this Lisa Williams. she's either a saint or she's like developmentally disabled 
Jesus. Okay. I'm thinking. There's nowhere in between on that. Nothing. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it sounds God. like she was one of the good people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that does. That is patient. That does actually cared a lot about the kids. Right. Well, she didn't. She was hesitant to report it because. Um, well, yeah. To fuck up the kids. You know, it's the kids' mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and she would actually yeah. go out of her way to take care of the kids. And I, I was reading some article. It was mm. like. I don't know if this is supposed to make you like warm your heart around Christmas, but she yeah. like bought a popcorn maker specifically to make popcorn so they could put popcorn on strings to put yeah. on the fucking tree. Okay. And that's what she was going to do because these mm. twin, the, the twins, the three-year-olds, never got to do this with their psycho mom. The right. psycho mom didn't give a shit. She'd be like, here's a Pop-Tart. Put the Pop-Tart on the tree. Yeah. Help mommy bully somebody on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but she was like, you know what? I'm going to show you a real Christmas. Yeah. We're all going to get together. We're all going to like put some fucking make our ornaments and yeah. put like popcorn. You know how like kids make their shit ornaments too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and like parents yeah. still have to put them on the tree. Yeah. You know, with like some glitter and glue and things like that. Right. Um, she was doing that. And so what ends up happening is like, you know, they're sitting there making the, making the ornaments. In comes uh, the ex-wife to drop off medication. Meanwhile, she locks herself in the bathroom. The husband, the ex-husband's like, come on, you got to go, you got to go. And so finally she left the bathroom and she was like, all right, I'm just going to get my coat. I'm going to leave. Pulls out a handgun, shoots five rounds into the, uh, the new girlfriend. Oh my. Yeah, five rounds. She fell to the couch being shot, just bleeding out everywhere. Jesus. Meanwhile, the husband wrestles the handgun away from his ex-wife. Yes. Went to go help his girlfriend who's bleeding out everywhere. Mm. And the wife, the ex-wife just sat down in a chair watching it. Mm. I don't know what the kids were doing. And the kids must have been like, I imagine crying. Uh, when she got up to get her coat and leave, he grabbed her and pinned her against the wall, held her until the police arrived. Which right. must have been awkward because yeah. the three-year-old twins were present during this entire ordeal. Jesus H. Crow. You know? Yeah, that's a lot. And, and he held there until police arrived. You know, he's lucky he was in this uh, probably predominantly white suburb because in those type of areas, police show up in like, what, five minutes? Yeah. You know, if it was here, we'd probably be waiting two hours. I'd be holding the girl for two hours. Exactly. It, or if the cops wouldn't even, may, maybe mm. wouldn't even come. Yeah. You know, in LA, mm. they wouldn't really care, especially in K-Town. Mm. Um, so anyway, she got arrested. You know, she's being held for aggravated mm. murder. I don't know what the three-year-old twins are going to go through. Um, but the high school sent a letter out to all the students and the parents following the arrest of Cook because she's a popular teacher. Here's what the letter stated. I, I don't even know what, I, how I would have thought about this if I was in high school. I probably would have been really into it, though. Mm. I'm really amused by it. Uh, the letter states, This morning we learned about a situation involving one of our teachers, Miss Cook. She was arrested and charged with a serious crime. We know there will be information in the media regarding this incident. We want you to be aware of what we've learned so we can help you process and provide support to any of you who may be in need. Mm. Would you be like... She was my favorite teacher. I can't go to class. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I got to go home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing some trauma. Yeah, you know, I can't make my do my fucking downward dog. Yeah, <laughs> without yeah. crying. <laughs> it says this type of news is hard to comprehend, and we want you to know that teachers, counselors, and your parents can help provide support in this difficult time. I never had any teachers that got into like a violent confrontation like that. Or no. committed murder. No. All we had is two teachers that arrested for child molestation. Mm. That was almost funnier though. Because then, you know, our school didn't even send out a, a letter about that. Hmm. It was just like it happened. Everybody knew about it. Uh, one of the teachers was just arrested, like taken right out of class. Wait, really? Yeah, we had two oh, wow. teachers when, when I was there. Mr. Bugalki, yeah. Gordy P. Bugalki, and uh, 
and uh, Ron Ashworth. Yeah. Who was, I didn't see him get arrested, but I heard about it. Um, yeah, they just came and took him right out of class. Damn. Yeah, they did send like a letter being like, hey, yeah. you know, our poor snowflake students. People are so much sensitive, so much more sensitive now. Yeah. Anyway, what do you got here for the second story? All right. Well, um, Matt uh, writes in saying, I bet Harrison makes women wear his yellow pedo glasses. <laughs> That's the ones you're wearing right now. Yeah. And first of all, they're not pedo glasses. Aren't they gunners? They're not gunners. They're I fucking, thought those were gunners. They're from the 1930s. <laughs> you asshole. All right? Oh, I, um, I guess I could say. Uh, yeah, but I bet yeah. you if uh, if pedos had uniforms, they probably would wear glasses. They're cult like leader that. glasses. All right. They're Come cult on. leader glasses? Cult leader. Oh, cult leader glasses. Okay. They're okay. called leader glasses. <laughs> all right? Because leaders wear them. <laughs> That's what they taught me at the management seminar, at least. You know? Leader, yeah, yeah. leaders wear Because I'm, le- I'm a leader of tomorrow. They give these out to everybody at the seminar. It's great. You got to wow. check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, and then you got you to you know, you bow to the pyramid. It's fun. Do you so, ever make women wear those? I've never made them. Women like to wear them. But they do? Just yeah, they try them on. on you know, on. It's a good thing. Well, they're your neat glasses. I yeah, can yeah. see that. So. Um, Man with glasses fetish. <laughs> oh, man. Forced woman to put on shades, then pleasured himself. So that's not you. This is no, about you. Okay. It's not about me, for fuck's sake. You know? You don't have a glasses fetish. No. I get nervous when women put these glasses on because I'm like, I have nightmares about these glasses breaking. Yeah, because they're and one then, of a kind. And then being like, what am I going to do now with my life? You do know? you have a fetish of girls wearing glasses, though? No. A lot of guys do like that. I mean, look, I, I have certain fetishes about certain like clothing things. It's never like, I need to go, you know, like, I, <laughs> you know, this is like kind of extreme, you know? Like sometimes, like yeah, I keep the glasses on because I, I sometimes I think girls are cuter with glasses and you know or like sneakers sometimes. But it's or like for role playing. It's like random things that are like kind of fun, but it's not like, like strap-ons. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minor little details that you know that aren't really uh, significant. In but the, in, but this is like for yeah. this guy, it's mm. not just his girlfriend wearing a pair of glasses. Mm. I think for I think for a fetishist, it's like. Mm. He wants strangers to wear the glasses. It's like yeah. it's like Louis C.K. masturbating in front of like uh, you know someone. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I think it's a different. Yeah. That, that I think that's part of the excitement. Yeah. It's like a, a, even an stupider version victim. of that. Yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah. So um, a man with glasses fetish stopped a woman in the street and forced her to wear sunglasses while performing a sex act in front of her. Hmm. Leon Sturba. And my God, people, I have, I have a picture of this gentleman. Do you have the picture of him with the glasses? I believe so. Yeah, oh my God. He kind of looks a little like Sleazy E in that. Sleazy E wears really <laughs> big black glasses like that. Well, he's wearing like blue blockers. You know blue blockers? Is that the one that old people used yeah, to wear? Yeah, the old like people it, wear because Over their glasses, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I don't know, old people are allergic to the sun. I don't know why. I never really was clear on why. Is it their eyes are delicate and frail and brittle? I, I have no idea. Is that what happens? Idea. Okay. Like peanut brittle? 
Um, I, I I don't know the answer. So if you if you know the answer, call in now. I think it's because they're just inside all day watching television. Oh they yeah, finally go outside watching to, their stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Matlock. So Leon Sturba had already been banned from going to an optician's without an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> do, you th- do, you- <laughs> do you think Lens Crafters has this like? You know, 86 board. That's yeah. Like, all these people are not allowed to come in. Yes, you know? definitely. And he's on it. Yeah. Uh, due to previous offenses related to his sexual attraction to women wearing glasses. Dude, what does he do? Just hang out inside the lens crafters? Just yeah. with a huge erection? Just staring at women trying on glasses? Yep. Yeah, probably. God. Just loitering around the sunglass hut in the mall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that looks really good on you. Yeah, you know. Um, they Try told these. Uh, yeah, I mean, they told him not to do it. You know, wow. they told him not to do it. Um, and 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 look, I mean, when you see him with with the glasses, when you look at him without the glasses, you can understand why he's wearing the fucking glasses. Because <laughs> he looks like it's he, almost like a, a microcephalic. Like his head looks weird. Yeah, it's misshapen. Or yeah, I don't want to say Holocaust victim. But I don't know what else to say, so I'm not going to say that. Actually, I guess because of the shaped head. The shape of the head. Yeah, and the, the shape shaped of the head. head yeah. just, it's an unfortunate... Like he looks malnourished. He looks very malnourished, yeah. yes. Um, but some people just look like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it happens. So anyway, um, he approached the woman and asked for directions to the opticians, then put a pair of prescription sunglasses on her face and asked if she could see out of them. See, I don't get that. And also, this was in Cardiff. Oh, this is in Wales. Yeah, and not right, just that Wales. Explains in a lot. Cardiff. Cardiff, Wales. Cardiff, like looking at this guy and now reading that it's in Cardiff, which I didn't notice before, makes sense. I was reading a statistic yeah. that like most people in Cardiff have extra chromosomes. Did you know that? Is that true? I don't know. I oh, know. You but made it, it sounds up. doesn't it sound it like some, sound it sounds true, plausible? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, bet, I went through there once, and it was like. Everybody had something wrong with them. It wasn't. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the thing. It was it's actually like, kind of disturbing. Yeah. Well, well, go on. Okay, Let's okay. see his technique right. here. Uh, pr- prosecutor Abla O'Callaghan said, uh, "Sturbistop took a pair of glasses out of the bag he was holding and said to her, can you see out of these?'" Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I said that one already. Um, she looked through the glasses and described them as being quite strong. Within a matter of seconds, he replaced them with a darker pair from a bag containing various styles of women's glasses. <laughs> so that, okay, let's just, yeah. hold on one second here. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, that would never happen in the U.S. Maybe somewhere in the Midwest, but I think most places in the U.S., women would freak the fuck out when some weirdo pulls out a random pair of glasses from his bag and is like, put these on and puts it on them. I think in uh, in Cardiff, Wales, and would be like, oh, let me try these. It's very strong. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll try these ones. And they're, they're probably a little more susceptible than U.S., that would never happen. I don't know. Uh, I was asking my girlfriend about this earlier. Yeah, but we're in L.A., you know? Well, like, maybe because we're in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I don't but know. I wouldn't wear the fuck. Who knows? I couldn't imagine any woman in this. Because we, yeah. we get, we you know, we learn about stranger danger and all that right. stuff from such an early age. Mm. I couldn't imagine some rando guy walking up to you being like, Hey, would you put these glasses on them? Putting them on you? I could mm. see him being asking you, and then you'd be like, ah, no, thank you. But he's actually putting them on the women. My immediate thought, if that would happen to me, might be like, oh, this is guy, this is a glasses lobbyist or something. You know how like sometimes you go into a convenience store, <laughs> and there's like a guy who's got like, 
He's like, oh, you're buying cigarettes, huh? And then you do like a little survey or you do a thing and then he gives you a coupon. Yeah, for. Who's c- going to lobby for glasses? I don't you either know. need them or you don't. I don't know. I'd be like, I, it would not occur to me that this guy's doing something sleazy. He's another egg lobbyist over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> but what I would think. Buying some eggs, huh? What I would think mm. is if some guy was like, here, put these on. I think yeah. they're like covered in semen or something. And I would never do that. That's what you would think. I would be like, why is he put or like shit? Like he put excrement on them and put them on. Why me. would anyone do that? It's why insane. would anyone? Why would anyone get up because they're a glass fetishes? <sighs> Trust no one, people. They're, they're covered in slime. What is he? A fucking <laughs> He-Man villain? Who knows? Yeah. All right. Um, so no, 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 no. Yeah. So. Uh, Mark O'Callaghan said uh, the complainant noticed he had transferred the bag to his left hand and placed the bag in front of his groin area, shielding it from her view. Uh-oh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> can see where this is going. She could see his hand moving up and down in his trousers. He was moaning and making noises while doing so. Uh... <laughs> Which could possibly pass as like regular language in Cardiff, Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That means something. That's like vernacular there. Uh, In a victim impact statement read in court, the victim said, after I think about the incident, it makes me feel quite sick. When I told my friend, I laughed. But when I think about it, Makes me feels quite afraid. I shouldn't do the voice. I feel bad now doing the voice. I just do the. I just do it by. I, I do it like on default sometimes, and it's not. It's you know. This guy must have been wearing pretty loose trousers, like Dockers. Do you think he has like sp- a specific Jankos. pair of like his wanking Dockers that he wears that he can like you know has enough room to put it? Yeah, his sweatpants with a hole. <laughs> something because yeah. I don't think in my you know I wear a lot of skinny mm. jeans. I think mm. I'd have trouble actually getting you know. Being able to fully wank it in there. Yeah. Felt like spraining my wrist. Uh, she also said, This incident took place next to uh, two schools. I know this incident could easily have taken place with a child. It's kind of a jump. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of a jumping know. to a thing there, lady. But Yeah, it's you know. quite a hypothesis she has going on there. How does she know? Maybe yeah. the guy's not into Maybe he's into like old ladies like her. How it's old like, is she? You got enough of a case, lady. You don't need to go yeah. jumping, you know. I know. Um, Gareth Morley defending. Uh, describe. I like how like fucking two thirds of everyone in Wales' name is Gareth. It's <laughs> a good thing about the country, or the, whatever the fuck it is. I don't even Gareth. know. Gareth uh, described the defendant's behavior as bizarre, but said Sturba had admitted to the offense and apologized during his police interview. He was sentenced to eight months imprisonment for putting a pair of sunglasses on the woman and masturbating in front of her. Eight months, huh? Uh-huh. That's right. Hmm. So uh, he spoke through a Czech interpreter. Oh, man. This is a, becoming a Brexit issue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Okay. That's yeah. why you want them out of your country. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he pleaded guilty. Um, I find this was a planned defense. You had a bag full of glasses with you. And you targeted a lone woman walking home. This behavior makes people fear walking home in their community, which they have an absolute right to do. So, there you go. You know, guys like this, Mm. it's like, what do you think is worse? Like the dudes that are, you know, masturbating into some yogurt and then putting the top back on and putting them up on the shelves. You know, I'm, I'm saying that there's a lot more deviant fetishes out there than a guy just like handing you some glasses and jacking it, you know? Okay. Um, 
I mean, it's, I think the, the glasses are kind of ancillary to the thing. I think it's just jacking off in front of somebody. In, in it's front really of the somebody. issue. But, well, I mean, he must be yeah. turned on because she's wearing these glasses. He is, but, you know, that's you know what, mostly relevant to him, I feel. What I think he should do, yeah. though, is he should modify his technique and yeah. put on some glasses that are actually, like, blackout glasses so they wouldn't be able to see him masturbating. That would probably freak people out more. That they're just, like, completely yeah, yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Hey, lady, you want to try these sensory deprivation glasses? You know, how do you do? I don't care what kind of lobbyist you are. You know, that's pretty, that's a tough sell right there. Maybe that's why he has like some tough prescriptions on yeah. him. But you know, this, he, to, she should, he should set up a virtual reality. If, if, he, if that'll work for him, he's got to make a compromise here. Set up a virtual reality, like fucking kiosk like video. Oh, at, the, at the mall. At the mall. They're like, hey, ladies, you want to try the virtual reality? The yeah. And then he just like goes to town, you know. The other thing too, he's like, which, I love it when women look like fucking Jordy from <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Enterprise, you know. The other thing too about this story is another reason why I don't, I don't think it ever happened in the U.S. is mm. because if some like foreign guy came up to you, and I don't know, I just don't know his command mm. of the English language, but some foreign guy comes to you, he's like, "Yeah, you put these on, Daniel." You would you be like, "What? No, I'm not going to put your glasses on." It's disgusting. Look, Whereas in Wales, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think the extra chromosomes, the amount of alcohol that's imbibed on a regular basis. I mean... The water on the brain. I tend to be a little more... And I guess maybe this is racist? I guess it's, not ra it's prejudiced. Okay, it's prejudiced, not racist. Um, if somebody comes up to me for some reason and they're from Eastern Europe or Russia... I tend to be a little more suspicious if they were, as if they were if not, yeah, and if, if they were British or if they were fucking Canadian or, you know, or if they're white. So you, I mean, if they're like Pe white people from like a people first world in, country, you're cool with people in Eastern uh, Eastern European. Okay. Eastern Europe is a fucking first world. Or they're first world <laughs> countries now, D. You know, is Bulgaria mm -hmm. first world? Or they honestly, world? no, no. You know what? You're wrong because if somebody's like from South America. I'm less suspicious of them than if they're from Eastern Europe or Russia. I think that's you what know? it is. I think it's the Eastern Europe yeah. or Russia thing. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. Like I, I, I've traveled around those countries a lot and this is probably less so now, now that communism has been over for like over 20 years, but there's a different, their brand of capitalism that they had under communism is more scammy. Oh, I think you know? so for sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah, more scary. self-serving. Yeah. yeah, it's always trying to. I mean, we're self-serving, but it's a different. It's like it's not upfront. It's like oh, the, you know, always trying to like. All right, so if a let's just think of a different situation. If a guy came up to you, let's just say I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to get weird, and then it and then I ended up saying they're always trying to something. So you're just skeeved out by Russians. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying I have that little extra apprehensiveness when they come up to me. So and these okay. are random people approaching me on the street. That shouldn't generally happen anyway, right? So what if all right, what if it was mm. a woman mm. that came up to you mm. and gave you was like, hey, would you try on these hats? Would you try on the hat? Like if it was just a woman, you know, she was like, I don't know, not even that attractive. She was like kind of middle of the road. If she came up to you and she had a bag full of hats no. and she's like, were you trying these no. hats? What if she was an attractive woman? Maybe. <laughs> you know? I don't really like hats. I, don't, I, don't, I can't see any reason for me to try them on. My head is too big for most hats. 
Mm. Um, also, it's like you don't know what they, they could have fucking yeah, lice on them. them. Who knows? Something. No one has <laughs> semen on on anything. I just assume if someone's yeah. handing me something okay. that there's a good chance that some kind okay. of their, some of their bodily fluid, some kind of bodily fluid on it. Jesus, and I'm not taking the chance. Like the fucking general from Doctor Strangelove. No, I'm just wary. I'm wary mm. of people. Mm. All right, one more. If a if, let's say a man came up to you, mm. he was like. I got a whole bag full of clown noses. Would you try those on? <laughs> no. Oh, you wouldn't do that either? Absolutely not. Clown noses or glasses, which you mean would likely to do. There's probably a scorpion inside, a little scorpion inside the clown <laughs> noses. pulling out different size clown yeah, yeah, noses, yeah. you know, different colors. You put it on, then you get stung in the nose, and then next thing you know, you wake up in a shipping container. It's probably filled with jizz. Yeah. Everything <laughs> is filled with jizz. Mm. Just be wary, people. The world is filled with jizz. Um... <laughs> Sick Rock Podcast, episode six. I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah. Totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, people send your story, Sick Rock Podcast at uh, gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. You can call Sick Rock Hotline at 323-522-4032. Before we get to that, though, uh, here's a word from a holiday word from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have here is a guy who has an issue with um, something you said about the Holocaust. I don't know if it was last week. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Uh-huh, okay. Play this fucking thing here. He's a historian. Oh, good. Hey, sick and wrong. I had originally not planned on calling in because you are not a history podcast, and I did not want to be the history pedant calling in and saying, "Actually, yeah." And yet here we are. <laughs> and I take so, issue with that. I think we are a history podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like um, those history podcasts. <laughs> those that other I don't history podcasts. To or care I know. About. Yeah. But yeah, I would like yeah. to say we're a history. Mm. That's what we are now. Yep. We're history podcasts. Uh-huh. But on your latest uh, Nazi uh, history segment, you again got something pretty big, completely wrong. I mean, hi. Well, I don't know that if happens. in particular. I don't know if he's getting history from, like, I don't know, neo-Nazi websites <laughs> from the Daily Stormer or whatever, but it's... Well, that is pretty much the only source of information that Harrison ever receives. Ah, uh-huh, that's true. I mean, do you go any... Do you read any other news sites other than the Daily Stormer? No, that's pretty yeah. much my... Uh... Yeah, let me see my 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 RSS feed is Daily Stormer <laughs> and Daily Stormer, Eight Chan, and that's about it. And yeah. the only book he yeah. reads is Mein Kampf, right. so it's about it, really. Yeah. Um, although you know, the fact of the matter is, on history podcasts, occasionally yeah. there are some inaccuracies. Right. You know, is that what happens on history podcasts? Well, I'm not admitting. About this. I'm not admitting to that yet. I'll, I'll listen to what the fuck well, yeah. He's let's got find out say. what he has to say. But, you know, oddly enough, I know one of the guys who founded, or I used to. 
Daily Stormer. Daily Stormer. Really? Yeah, this asshole. I, I, I had two mutual friends with this weave, this fucker. It's like it's one of he was one of these guys who's like he's like a hacker, he's like a tech guy, you know? And he was a libertarian. There's a fucking such a thin line between thin these fucking line libertarians and, and Nazi. It's like yeah. boom. It's yeah. like they just They're easily yeah. they're easily yeah. swayed by he, that. He built that the logic. site. He built the fucking site for those assholes. Yeah. Damn. Um, it's incredible. In another podcast and in the latest podcast, you insist that the Holocaust was basically like some secret thing that nobody knew about. Only the really bad Nazis knew, knew about it. Nobody else knew about it. And that's just complete, absolute nonsense. I mean, as early as 1941, an American journalist wrote in public, quote, well, here, well, just before he gets into whatever the fuck this is, um, he has brought facts to a knife fight. <laughs> you know, I and I got a knife, so you know. But wait, yeah. what, what do you maintain that that the Holocaust, like extermination camps, were you know were, were kind of under the radar? A lot of people didn't. Only like the Waffen SS knew about it. No, well, okay. There's two things that I'm trying to get across here. Um, I do have an agenda, this non-political agenda, but we were covering the Durlebanger gang right brigade or whatever the fuck and i feel like people when you start talking about nazis i feel like they start to get like superior and they start to feel like you know oh these nazis are all psychopathic maniacs who enjoyed killing babies and that's why they did it and we could never be that whereas for me i really believe in the banality of evil and i believe that a lot of nazis were like you know what if i just i don't really want to massacre this family but if i do it I can I can clock out and I can get home in time to watch fucking Scandal, you know. Well, I think I, a lot of them were following orders, and they've yeah. done experiments on that. And I yeah, and I think it's like you know they're doing a job and they're like yeah, all right, you know I'll, I'll just do this and you know I don't want to make waves, you know like I I think I think a lot of it is just it's that kind of shit, and I don't like people getting like oh like oh they're all you know psychopathic fucking comic book monsters. You know, um, have a little I, sympathy for some of these Nazis out there. I mean, Durlevanger. I'm not saying sympathy. I'm just saying, you know, it could be you, motherfucker. It could easily be you. Well, you know, uh, uh, just kind of uh, following yeah. up on this point that he's making here. Yeah. You know, do you ever see that movie, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas? No. You ever see that one? No. Um, another rousing Holocaust film. But it was about this like. <laughs> This guy who uh, was rising in the ranks of the Nazi party, but he worked in Berlin. Yeah. He never actually worked in any of the camps. He worked yeah. in Berlin. He was like an office guy, but he started rising the ranks. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, we want you to like go out and run you know, the books for this camp. Yeah. And so he actually was just, I guess he just thought mm. it was a work camp. And I think a lot of people just assumed it was like a prison camp where they did forced labor. Right. They didn't realize that, you know, the, the, you know the, the smoke you're smelling or human cremains yeah. yeah they didn't realize it at the time and I think a lot of it was willful ignorance I think they just didn't want to believe it well especially the towns that were actually near the camps well that's yeah. the thing he got mm. moved to a town that was like outside mm. of a camp and his his child mm. ended up becoming friends with a, mm. another Jewish prisoner mm. and striped pajamas and whatever and it's, that's how he learned about it but I mean I think a lot of it was like I think a lot of people yeah, yeah like I know, mean that, that certainly happened to Otto Ron, who we talked about when we did the Hitler's monsters. He was the weird fucking gay archaeologist that was looking for the Holy Grail for Himmler, and he get a, got in trouble for with Himmler for you know he's one of these weird scholars that was recruited into the SS, got in trouble for you know 
doing gay shit. And uh, Himmler was like, all right, you know what? I'd sl- you got to do a little bit of tour duty as a guard at one of the Dachau or something. And he went there and he's like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And like, he didn't actually saw, yeah. fucking know. But, I mean, because here's the I know what this guy's going to quote. And we're going to hear it, but I know what he's going to fucking quote. And it's like, the thing is, is that we don't really know exactly what people knew in Germany. You know, I think people knew some stuff. They definitely knew that there were camps. They had, they had basically traded their entire was, prison system to camps. I think it's like they thought regular, it was prison camps. Yeah. Like, Der Levanger was in a prison camp. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought they were, like, they, forced labor camps. They didn't. One thing I know that, well, I, I, th- I think that people did know is that if you went to one of these camps, there was a good chance you would die just from the disease conditions alone. Yeah. You know? Because, like, even the guards like I, I was it was some Holocaust memoir I, I read that was like memoir that was like they were like we were we were lucky in one degree because the guards left us alone because they didn't want to come into our barracks because they didn't want to get fucking all the diseases that we had you know so it was like guards didn't want to get guard duty there because there was probably a 20% chance you'd get a fatal illness you know I, I do so think like, though at a certain point mm. they were they were more aware the people became mm. more aware of like you know, after Kristallnacht and all that, that, that Jews were well, being exterminated. Well, that they were being fucked with, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, the actual, like, what was actually going on at the camps, like, the systemized extermination, that was kind of like, like, it was a fascist, like, information was very tightly controlled. I've never lived in a fascist, under a fascist regime, so I can't really say, like, what it's like. We're getting that way. Yeah, we're but it's not like way. they're just, like, in the paper. It's like, hey, we're killing the Jews. It's not, that's not what's happening. And it's like, were people gossiping? I don't know. I know people were afraid that the Gestapo were bugging their phones and bugging stuff, so I don't know. Maybe that would prevent them from gossiping. The fact is, we don't really fucking know, you know? And, and then what he's quoting for, from as an American journalist, yeah. and I wonder they how many... They definitely don't have access to fucking American well, newspapers and that's in the fucking thing, Germany. Amer- well, American you know? newspapers, too. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, mm. at the time, you know, coming out of the Depression and everything, yeah. Americans didn't want to get involved no. in this. So no. a lot of this news was even buried. Yeah. Like in the back of papers or not even reported on. Yeah. Well, let's, so, hear, let's hear what this yeah. motherfucker says here. Poland must come in a separate category since there Hitler has apparently set out to exterminate the three million Jews without the restraint he seems to put on himself elsewhere. The obvious intent of the Germans in Poland is to wipe out the Jews altogether. And the wonder is that any at all are living today. And that's in 1941. And, and Harrison is making out, this is an American journalist. And Harrison is making out like, I don't know, the Holocaust was since he- yeah, you know what? Let me let me just point something out to you. I don't know if you paused the fucking thing about this shit, but um, I don't know. Probably at least a third of the country right now doesn't believe in global warming. So just because somebody says something in a fucking newspaper doesn't mean doesn't have any inclination as to what people know or don't know or believe or don't believe. You, you know? know, they just did a study yeah. in Europe, and like one in four people didn't even believe the Holocaust happened. Yeah, or didn't even understand what happened. Yeah. So. I mean, if there are people who don't believe in it now, there's certainly fucking people that, but you know. But I think what I'm saying is I think mm. a lot of people have heard about this stuff, mm. but they chose not to believe it because of, like, the prosperity mm. that they're having. And I think a lot of them were anti-Semitic. A lot of people were like, ah, oh, you know, they say that there's camps, but I think they, like, chose not to actually accept that fact. 
I mean, we can have opinions on this. We don't. I, I think the fact so. is, we don't know. We, you know, you have an opinion on. It, I have an opinion on it. This guy has an opinion. On it. The fact is, we really don't fucking know. Of course, afterwards, they're all going to say like, "Oh, we had no idea," you know. But the thing is, is that there. The fact is that we know of several cases of people who are in the SS who are just doing other shit in the SS, I, and then they got sent to a camp, and they're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" This is, we don't want, you know. I personally think a lot of people knew about it, but they chose not to believe it. Right. So I think there's some cognitive dissonance going on. Right. The fact is that it's not a fucking straight out fact what we know, you know. So. Secret plan that only the SS knew about? That's absolute horseshit. By 1942, the U.S. government had ample evidence of the Holocaust was going on. And this was public knowledge. You could read about this in the fucking newspaper. Yeah, then why were the fucking camps such a fucking shock to everybody, dude? You know? Then yet, why was uh, mm. uh, Roosevelt turning back boatloads of Jews from yeah, yeah. this country yeah. if he knew about the extermination camps? Yeah. I, I question about how many, how mm. much, how much information got out, to the, or how mm. credible the information was. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm sure they had some fucking aerial photographs of shit. You know. Um, maybe a couple of people got out and escaped and probably told them. I mean, they probably had some people, but it's like, I don't know. How, uh, and how then keep, keep in mind, you yeah. have people like Lindbergh mm. and other politicians that weren't mm. exactly very, uh, mm. you didn't hold Jews in high regard. Right. I mean, Lindbergh, I think, was like, we're not going to get involved. Who cares? Mm. It's Jews. Yeah. You know, so I think a lot of people chose not, chose not to believe it or chose not to, you know, perpetuate uh, the story right um, because of this and I'm know? sure if it was like if you read a, a left wing newspaper maybe they'd have accounts from people who escaped the camps and made their way over to the new world if you read a conservative newspaper probably didn't even fucking mention it I they're probably like just Hearst. like hey they're great over there it's cool you know? I wonder if uh, Hearst is really reporting on it because I read mm. an article mm. where it was saying that like because of politicians that didn't mm. want to get involved mm. and because of, uh, of like people like Lindbergh and a lot of mm. anti-Semites that were leaders in mm. the society, they chose to either not report on it right. or bury the information. Yeah. So that it wasn't like widespread mm. knowledge, at least in this country. Secrets. Incredible. I mean, I, again, I don't know where the fuck Harris can get this information. And again, that's the only source you're it, quoting. It, it, it's crazy. And again, here, I didn't so. want to call in because it's not a history podcast. Mm. But Jesus Christ, like, this isn't basic knowledge. It's no, not. It's not. I'm not a fucking historian, and, and this is some Maybe basic not. ass knowledge that Harrison repeatedly gave just completely incorrect information. I don't like people to get anyway, complacent. I, I look forward to making fun of the, uh, my nonsense, but there you go. So um, there you go. Harrison, yeah. You were refuted. Yeah. I mean, also, like, poorly, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, also, like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, facts really aren't helping anyone these days. You know what I mean? Well, what are facts? I mean, uh, uh, you know, a, a man who you know flies in the face of facts was elected president of the United States by sheer Crowleyan will, right? <sighs> so it's like, well, what the fuck? And the New York Times are like, well, that's not true. It's like, guess what? Guess what? New York Times, no one gives a fuck what's true anymore. So might want to find a different weapon there, buddy, in your arsenal. I think you're a Nazi sympathizer, personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cutting on, cutting, you're like, come on, just cut them some slack. They're just doing their job. That is not what I said. <laughs> Don't fucking piss me off right you're now, Dr. man. Dr. Mengla, he was mm. just doing his job. He's a doctor. Yeah. What are doctors supposed to do? I'm saying anyone can be a fucking Nazi is my point. You know? Well, you better get yeah. your facts straight. The people who are at the... Fu- 
you know what? I'm not even going to get You better get up. your facts straight because we have historians listening to this show. Yeah. You know, this guy probably took a class in in community college. You know, and now he's a historian. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, mm. please point out some other mm. factual inaccuracies mm. in today's mm. episode. Mm. We need to stay on our. We need to keep on our toes. We need yeah. this this type of feedback. Um, the two headed dog was actually a dachshund and a fucking Doberman Pinscher. You know, <laughs> fuck off. Um, although thanks for listening and calling in. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> we love you, kids. Yeah. The second call we have here uh, is mm. about a uh, a girl whose boyfriend uh, made his own fursuit. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Okay. Hey, B. Hey, Harrison. This is Sean from Canada. I was just listening to the latest episode where Waxer and Mr. H called about furries and that whole conversation, and I wanted to add my two cents. So, I'm just going to add one more thing. If anyone accuses me of being a Nazi sympathizer, I'll fucking gut you with my Nazi knife. All right? I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. I think you might be a Nazi fetishist, yeah. not sympathizer. <laughs> that might be true. Six months ago, I met a guy who was probably 15 years younger than me. We've been seeing each other kind of on and off, hooking up. And on the second date, he asked if I'm in defer. So I was like, well... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, she's a mobster's wife. Oh, I'm I'm totally into furs. Yeah, I love them. You got a mink? That's almost something you should just do just for the lulls in your new relationship. Be like... If you just be like, so, uh, how do you feel about fur? Yeah. I mean, she's like, what do you mean? Fur suits. <laughs> just to see what you're And then be like, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what to answer to that. And that's when he proceeded to bring up that he has a kind of a fur fetish. I'm like, all right. So. All right. What kind of animal do you think it's going to be? Um, I listened to the call, so I know. But oh, you at fuck. first, when I when I okay. first listened to it, okay. I thought it was gonna be like a fox. Okay, because the fox seems to make sense. Yeah, you know, it's like it's an easy one. You know, it's probably the gateway is mm. the easier animals. Say a bobcat. I'm gonna just say a bobcat. <laughs> oh, no. Although that was, I'm I'm just thinking. I think the bobcat was the mascot of my college basketball team. They had a guy in a bobcat suit. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, so I, I, would, I just go there in my head. If I ever got into it, I would want to do something out of left field. Like, mm. I'm a wildebeest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, with horns. That'd be cool. That's tricky, yeah. 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 Hmm. That includes not shaving anywhere that I don't want to shave. Um, if I wanted to wear a fur skirt, a fur coat, and, and so on. So much so that he actually had a fur coat. And then it got... See, I'd be thinking now that he might be a pimp. Okay. Because <laughs> who else wears fur coats? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess yeah. Noel Fielding wears a fur coat. Is he iceberg slim? Yeah. Is that what we're that's dealing a, with? That's him? what I'd be like. Okay. Are you pimping? Yeah. Is he Tyler Durden? Is he in your imagination? <laughs> What's going on? A little bit unusual. So he made himself a full-on wolf costume. Said it was for a rave, but he never got the chance to wear it. Hmm. Um, starting to think that he was saving it for somebody who is just a little bit kinky or a little bit more adventurous and willing to let him wear open-minded. Although you want, if you have a rave, you want at least one of those there, you know, (laughs) it's really kind of, I mean, when I'm like, you know, jazz is the place up. Yeah. When my mind is blowing on ecstasy, I want to see something furry to hug and to hold. 
when the break beats happen, yeah. you want to see a fucking bobcat fucking <laughs> jumping up and Stop down, fist pumping. Yeah. <laughs> mm, was, oh, yeah. Is that what they sound like? Sure. Know. Yeah. Mm. He did the whole duct tape thing, wrapped himself in saran wrap, he said, then molded his body with a duct tape, cut each piece off, made himself like a dummy, and then proceeded to, to spend, I think, three or four months making a complete head-to-toe wolf costume. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's just funny to me that's like, you know, guys, yeah. like my girlfriend makes fun of me for having this, yeah. you know, I, my 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 hobby is fake radio. Like mm, I do a, mm, you know, mm. we, we, we do a podcast and that's kind of my hobby. Mm. You know, it's kind of a thing that I do. But it's like, I don't know how she would feel if I was like, you know, uh, baby, I can't go out tonight. Mm. I gotta work on the old fursuit. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that ridiculous. I mean, I was just thinking about this last week. In my neighborhood, your old neighborhood, I feel like 60% of the world's comedy podcasts are done in that neighborhood yeah, or by people who live in that by neighborhood. people who live in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. definitely. I was just thinking about that. Like, but I still kind of feel like it's like radio LARPing in a sense. But now I guess it's more. It's I a guess, big business. Dude. Yeah, now it's a business because now people. Four hundred million dollars in revenues. When we uh, first, advertising revenues. When we first started, I think it was definitely radio larping. But now I think yeah, it's yeah, come into yeah. like an actual right. You know, there's legitimacy mm. with it there. Mm. As thing was so well put together that I would imagine if he paid somebody, it would have been easily three, four, five grand. Like it's ridiculous. Fast forward five months, he's now feeling comfortable enough with the first skirt, the first... If I spent that long building something like that, I would expect it to magically become a real wolf man or something, you know? <laughs> like, it better, some shit better happen. That's the fur coats. Hmm. Um, wigs also. So into wigs. Wait, okay. She said he this wears a fur coat. Yeah. He wears a fur skirt. What's a, Is that like a kilt, but fur? Yeah. Yeah, you know how like the... I've never seen anyone wear that. Well, you know how, like, I don't know, kilts sometimes they have furs in front of them hanging. Maybe it's, like, just all the way around. Yeah, but around. it's a whole fur thing. So yeah. he's got a, a fur pelt, coat, you know, a fur kilt. And what's cloth. the other thing he just made? He doesn't shave his he body hair. suit or something. I don't know. Where does or, this guy work? He did, well, I thought he didn't want her to shave. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. No, I was confused about that. If he wants her to wear the fucking fur, you know, I don't know. Or see, yeah, who's shaving? Seems who like he's here? gradually getting into, you know. Yeah, he's like uh, becoming more and more animal. Yeah, yeah. His animal instincts coming out. Yeah, his spirit animal. Because you got to like gra- you gradually lead people into that until they realize, <laughs> oh no, I don't want to do this. That he finally broke out the costume, and it had a flat pit in the front. So <laughs> head to toe, wolf. And there's the cock and balls just hanging out of the fur costume. So, <laughs> okay, wait. So it sounds like he did gradually get her into like he wear the suit yeah. probably when or like the fur coat when they were having sex or yeah. something. And they would wear like a skirt probably when they were having sex. And yeah. she was all right, all right, I'm cool with that. And yeah. then finally, one night was like, uh, baby, I gotta run to the bathroom real quick. And yeah. she's like sitting there like, you know, on the bed, naked, mm. got Barry White playing in the background, a red lamp on, mm. and then he emerges from the bathroom, full on fursuit, cock and balls hanging out the front flap. Did you see that movie Spotlight? I never saw that. It was about the journalists in Boston who in like 2000 through... Through 1999 through 2002, discovered that the the you know child molestation that happened in the Catholic Church was like on a mass scale. 
Oh, I, yeah. I did read and they about were like, it. Yeah, you know, multi, you know, pre-salt. lots of furries yeah. in the Catholic Church. No, what I'm saying is, oh. I feel like maybe in ten years or something there'll be a breakthrough story about how in the '80s, fucking Chuck E. Cheese had a conspiracy. <laughs> And we're just like raping kids all over the place. <laughs> and that's why we have all this now today, you know? It's because of Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, yeah. How Because there was a, wasn't the, the Zebra played the keyboard or something? They had the, the band was like Chuck E. Cheese on something. And it was a Zebra and there was some other rat fucking thing. Do you think anybody has a Chuck E. Cheese outfit with like the front flap coming out? Yeah, of course. God. Because you could save a lot of time if you just find the Chuck E. Cheese outfit. Yeah, I mean, and just yeah. wear it with a, God... Chuck would that cheese be too for much birthday? for you? What do you mean? Would it be like too if much? If you had a trans woman in the Chuck E. Cheese outfit, there's no. Fur, I'm not doing any fursuits. So you're not in. You I try to. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. It's. I. You know what? I. I try to. I try to like accommodate for for fantasies. Um. You know, but I just. I don't. You know, no. Yeah, I bought my girlfriend an elf suit. <laughs> you're like fuck you yeah <laughs> that uh, would be amazing though. that would be amazing yeah <laughs> just yeah. come on baby put it on yeah. it's my birthday she's too tall yeah she's enough. too tall yeah, yeah. it's not gonna work come on. gotta date a short woman for yeah, that yeah uh-huh um yeah or Hervé Villages <laughs> tattoo I know sexual part of it I guess does he wear it elsewhere or has he worn it before I'm not mm. exactly sure didn't do anything for me but I don't know. I figured, why not? So yeah, there is there's something mm. to for that. Anyways, wait. She said, "Why not?" Did you actually have sex with him yeah. in the wolf suit? Yes. She did. Yeah. She wasn't into it. Yeah. But does she do it every now and then? Didn't she say I had a boyfriend? Oh, so she broke up with him from maybe maybe if I'm remembering much. the beginning of the call correctly, which I may or may not be. I gotta say, she is good giving in game. She now. is, yeah. You know, you yeah. are you are down. Well, look, you're already yeah. there. You already know the guy. He's already like eased you into this thing. Like he's, you know. Do you think he talks like Scooby Doo while he's wearing it? It's like, is there anything <laughs> you could do to make this less stupid, sir? Please, you know. Like I you, would want the wolf. To, you have to yeah. talk in a wolf voice. That's what I would want. Okay. Well. Hmm. That's all I got to say. So keep it thick, keep it wrong. And any other questions, let me know. Bye, guys. Love ya. God, I think I have a lot of questions, but I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> you know? Um, what, like, she dumped him, I think, right? Because... I wonder if instead of Barry White, to deal with. he would put on that Warren Zevon song. Oh, Werewolves of London? Yeah. That would work. But the thing is, I, it's not a werewolf. He's not a werewolf. Yeah, He's yeah. just a wolf. wolf. He's a wolf man. Anthropomorphic wolf yeah. fellow. Like a wolf guy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I bet you like uh, there's some girls that are into yeah. that. Some guys are into that. I've just saved you there. Because if not, you're going to get a guy calling in. It's like, I, I don't want to be the, the fucking fur pedant, but uh, uh, a wolf guy is not a wolf werewolf, you know? So do you do you think Takashi Six Nine mm-hmm. is trying to be a My Little Pony? To some degree, like a brony. To some degree, I think so. Yeah. I wonder if he's a brony. Hmm. I think I'll, as as far as his fucking ADHD will let him be any one thing. Yeah. You know. So. Well, you're a very open-minded individual. Yes. And it's cool that you're good giving a game yeah. to an extent. I imagine if it if it was like something, you know, he wanted to put it on once every few months yeah. or whatever. 
big deal. But if it was like every sexual encounter, right? Then I could see that ruining the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like if somebody's like so into this thing that you're not that into, it's pretty clear that you need to probably move on. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Because it's not like yeah. you know, in a year from now, you're gonna yeah. be more into it. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you gave it a try. Yeah. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Do you think it affects what positions you can do? Yeah, yeah. I really think it does. Well, you get your yeah dick and balls out of the front Life's pocket. Life's hard enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, fur fetishes, we have Boner Villain mm-hmm. called in. Good old Boner Villain. Mm-hmm. So I forgot mm-hmm. the the point of the of of, of Boner, Boner Villain's anger here. Yeah. Um, he's calling about a guy named James. Right. I think. It, it, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think it was the guy that called in saying that Boner Villain combs his mom's hair and lives at home. Remember that guy? Okay. I think when I heard these, him, I heard one, I don't know if it's these calls, but I heard him talking about James. I thought he was talking about somebody who actually called him at home, prank calling him or something. Oh, somebody, how would you get his number? Because he said, the, it sounded like at one point he was accusing me of being James. Now, I think what happened is... I remember there was a call where he was accusing me of being James. I thought we had a guy... So remember when mm. Boner Villain used to call in before he like quit the show yeah, yeah. or whatever? So Boner Villain called in, and uh, some guy was just like... I think the guy... I don't know if that was the guy that dubbed him Boner Villain, but some guy mm. who started making fun of him and said that, you know, he's probably sitting at home because he lives with his parents and he combs his mom's hair on like Saturday nights or something. And I think that guy was named James. So anyway... Boner Villain's quite upset with James. Hmm. So here's part one. Okay. Hey, D, how's your house? It's probably, like, not owned and rented and shit. <laughs> anyway, Boner Villain, um... That is the best intro to yeah. a call. Hey, D, how's your house? Oh, you don't have one, psych. <laughs> I like how he assumes we rent houses and not apartments. <laughs> I know it's even sadder. Yeah. It's like, dude, I couldn't even afford to yeah. rent a yeah. house in LA. Yeah. yeah, come on, buddy. Yeah, I have an yeah. apartment. Who are we, the Golden Girls over here? Come on. <laughs> so I have a couple friends around. I can't believe he has friends. And they're a little bit of fun. I, I don't. I think there is guns that yeah, he calls yeah. his friends. Yep. But that one guy... His flashlights. Like, if he ever comes to my house, he's going to lose his life. He's just going to walk out in a body bag or a, like a sandwich bag or something because that guy's a fuckhead. Like, not a man. Can't fight. Can't pick up a rock and hit someone in the head. He's not a man? I don't know. Maybe he's a man he, in a wolf costume. He's a muffin. <laughs> I can do all those things. He can throw yeah. a rock? If that come... No, he that comes in. If that comes in, comes to my house. James, it's rock time. I'm just picking up a rock or... It's rock time! <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm glad the rock didn't go with that as his catchphrase. It's rock time, you know? 
Wait, I don't understand why. Can would you he... smell what the rock is cooking? Just works on so many levels. I'm glad that he went with that one. Why would it be rock time when you have an arsenal of weapons available to you? Yeah, that that makes zero sense. I mean, this is a guy who calls yeah. in. Who calls and... in with fucking ASMR yeah. weapon calls? You know, where he's like, "This is the gun." Yeah, he's like my cocking gun. it yeah, and yeah. loading it. This he's is my like lock picking device. It. Yeah, I mean, this guy calls you know, in all the time, like, yeah. talking and boasting about his weapon arsenal. Hey, Why D. would you use a rock? God, we should just put these out as ASMR fucking videos <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> hey, D, how's yeah. your house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think this is going to my point of, what if, if James was just that guy who called into the show, why would he think he would show up at his house? I think he thinks that there's some guy is prank calling him and invisible enemies are after him, you know. He's I don't even know Howard, how that would Howard Hughes Maybe. here. Maybe my like nightstand or something. He's just gonna die. No, I'm just gonna kill him. No, that's the ultimate threat. Yeah. If James ever comes to my house I guess death is the ultimate threat when you think about it. Or, yeah. or rock time. Yeah. He's going to die. I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> well, James, stay the fuck away. Okay. I, I couldn't imagine what his parents, what Bonerville's parents would think if some random podcast fan yeah. just showed up at the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Be horrified. Mm. Mm. Okay. Part two. Here's part two. Part two. So motherfucking James, you fuck with the wrong person. Your last four of your phone number is one two four two. See, it's a dude. They're calling him, man. Who? How would they get Bonerville's number? I don't number? know. He doesn't. You know, we've never. We yeah. don't have his number. We don't I mean, give it out. We do. Well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, but I mean, I don't we give don't give it out to anybody. Yeah. It's a sacred fucking trust. You yeah, know? it's I mean, a sacred they, trust. We don't fucking fuck with and, anybody. And to be honest, if he is that yeah. concerned or that paranoid yeah. about it, just use yeah. star sixty nine. I mean, yeah. we get. Or send it in an yeah. MP3. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have to call in. Yeah. And I only call the callers that I like <laughs> or that intrigue <laughs> me in some way that I want to ask them a question like, did you really kill yourself or whatever, you know? So. You live four hours from my house. And you're a bitch. You're 25 years younger than me. You're a teenager. What? I'm 93 and you're yeah. 16. <laughs> what is he talking about, wait, man? Wait, 25 years younger. Yeah, he's so a let's teenager. Say this kid is 15. Yeah, yeah. Is Bonerville like 40? He's at least 40. I thought Bonerville would be younger than that. No, I told you this. I'm, so, I'm right. So oh. Bonerville's 40 and he yeah. still lives with his parents. Yeah. That's weird. That yeah, is weird. That is pretty weird. Yeah. Although not in this generation. Yeah, this maybe economy, not. You know? yeah. Hey. And I'll just come to your house and kill you. You'll be like, oh my God, I'm alive. Now I'm dead. So James, <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. It's going to be what you said. And guess what? OMG. Like, I don't know if he has a full understanding of... Of death or how yeah, it works. life and, yeah. Well, that's the Biology. other thing too. It's like, mm. you know, you shoot somebody or you mm. stab somebody or mm. rock time somebody... It's, I don't think it happens. It's not death isn't instantaneous. Yeah, it probably takes a while. Even I, even the fucking thing didn't say it's rock time. He said it's clobbering time. Clobbering, and he time. was made out of rock. Yeah. So if he did say it, 
It'd he be could be forgiven. Yeah. He could be forgiven for the, the pun, you know, but come on. But come on, boner villain. Yeah. Super, super creepy and scary because I'm ex-military. Yeah. I'm a hunter. He was in the KISS army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hunter. He's ex-military yeah. and a hunter. Yeah. Okay. I think he was in the new Predator movie. Yeah, possibly. I can pick locks. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like Liam Neeson in Taken. Yeah. I got a special set of boner skills. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, too. Like, why, why does he keep... Yeah. He's like mouth breathing or something. I don't know what's going on over there, boner yeah. villain. He's getting too excited. And I don't give a fuck about you. And that's the biggest part. I don't give a fuck about you. Sounds like it. Yeah, sounds like you're pretty indifferent to this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rather ambivalent yeah, okay. approach. Uh-huh. And what you said, you should probably die for. Actually. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> you know, I don't know what. I think this is the guy that called in saying that he combs his mom's hair. Why would he be talking about his phone number and he's coming to his house, you know? What? I don't know. Okay, all right. Batman villain? He's going to give his real name now. Kevin. Kevin? Kevin. That's like worse than Todd. Yeah, actually, it's worse than Todd. Yeah. And it's not as cool as Boner villain. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's underwhelming. No, no. Your arch enemy is Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. I know. I was just like, really? Oh, man. That's it. That's Kevin. Sad. That's the guy who teases me about my lack of home ownership. That's some bad Kevin. business. Kevin. Yeah. Ah, so lame. Oh, and bitch. I am going to put this in the police record. Bitch. What's the police record? I'm going to call the cyber police yeah, yeah, uh-huh. on you, and I'm back tracing you, you son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> I, have the, I have the third album by the police, the record, and I'm going to put you in it. Okay, You're I'm being gonna, back yeah. traced, James. Yeah. You done goofed. Yeah, you done goofed there, James. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck is he talking about, the police record? I don't want to be on a police record, I can tell you that much, because they suck. You know, how would Boner villain put them on a police record? I don't know. I and mean, yeah, I'm, I'm does very, he know Sting? Like I don't know. You know, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Our spirits in a material world, right? Apparently. Hmm. All right. Well, there, there you go, Boner well, villain raises I, more questions than <laughs> answers. Let's say. Now I actually yeah. want to know who this mysterious James figure is. Too. He's my new hero. James, call into the. Sh- maybe it's James Eha from the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I actually was wondering if it would be. Yeah, if it I was. think it is. Um, yeah, call James, in. call in. You know, let us now, know what the hell is going on. Yeah, we want. I want to know mm. how you were calling Boner Villain and if you were serious about going over to his house because you might die. Mm. Might get crushed by a rock. Yeah. By a weird man wearing a fursuit <laughs> <laughs> named Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's just in his badger suit. Face the wrath of Kevin. It's rock time. <laughs> well, thank you, Boner Villain. Yeah. And uh, chill, dude. Yeah. It's rock time. Put on the red light. 
Can you please turn that record off? Yeah, yeah go listen to some please. Chill out. Maybe drink a glass of wine and you know, calm down. I, I don't think James is a is a real threat. Anyway, people call us on hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Uh, best way to support the show is is uh, by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. I don't know why we had like a, a decline in patrons mm. this past month. Mm. And I don't know if people aren't enjoying all of our bonus content, but uh, yeah, well, you know we we've, we've been putting out a lot of content on Patreon. It's a little depressing. It is a little depressing. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like an extra way to support the show. It mm. does actually really help keep the show going because mm. we're actually able, you know, get some money and put money into uh, buying new equipment and shit like that. But also it's like, you know, we have a lot of extra content mm. that instead of releasing two shows a week, we like release a show just to Patreons. Yeah. You know, just on Patreon to patrons. So. And sometimes you, you feel like you're howling into the void, you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think people enjoy and want to keep the show going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah. that's definitely you know, the way to do it is go, uh, you get, um, at least one extra story, uh, with three extra phone calls. We've got a bunch of outtakes. Harrison has a, a new show that he's been doing. That he's yeah. been putting up on Patreon. Uh, we've got fistful of steel coming out there. So there's a lot of stuff and yeah. I'm actually posting the rest of the archives, uh, probably this week. There's a lot of stuff going on Patreon and uh, we really do appreciate you, uh, the, the support from people. We do. Yeah, we do very much. So, so. um, but you know, but anyway, you know, part of the thing is too, every at the end of the month when they charge people, mm. it's like there's a lot of declines on credit cards because I think people get these charges like, what the fuck is that? And mm. I think even credit card companies are like, you know, they see it and they like mm. ask, you have to confirm whether or not the payment should go through. <clears throat> right. You know, and I think that maybe that's part of it. But every, yeah, it seems like every month it's like we drop like 10 patrons. The end of the month, it's like a big kick in the nuts. You yeah. Know? So and come anyway. on, I don't need anything to be sad about. I, I couldn't even go to dinner the other night, you know, with you. Bastards. Well, it's because you're sad about George H.W. Bush. That's right. You'll get over it. You'll I knew he was going to die. Should uh, pick a new president. Mm. New favorite president. Anyway, people, we do appreciate you uh, going up to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, signing up, giving us a little money, supporting the show, and keeping the show going. It definitely will keep the show going. <laughs> So uh, so sign up today. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Well, I think it's the most appropriate song that we could play here. Yeah. You know, uh, we can dedicate this one to Demikoff. Two-Headed Dog by Rocky Erickson in The Aliens. I've been working in the Kremlin with a two-headed dog. That's right. It's a, it's a good song. Um, that's actually one of my favorite. That is one of my favorite albums. The it's Evil One. So great. The Evil One's an amazing yeah. record. Can't say so if you, if you don't know anything about Rocky Erickson, he's the original lead singer of the yeah. 13th Floor Elevators. And then he did the Aliens, uh, Rocky Erickson, the Aliens, a little later in the 70s. But that album, The Evil One, is a masterpiece. If I had the ability to erase <clears throat> that man and that album from my mind and rediscover it, oh, how joyful that would be. Oh, how, what a time that was. Yeah. When I discovered that. I remember when I first got that record. Yeah. Someone, uh, I was doing Rampage Radio mm. back then. This was like, God, 20 years ago now. Someone gave it to me, uh, uh, just dubbed it on a CD, which I didn't even know you could burn CV CDs at the time. <laughs> I was totally like, holy yeah, shit, yeah. this guy's a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Amazing technology. It's like George Bush at the supermarket. But anyway, he gave this to me and I put it on. I listened to that record like 10 times straight. Just yeah. Kind of like all day, just in my car, just, you know, my disc man. Just listen to that record and be like, mm. God, this is like an amazing album. Then I got it on vinyl, mm. um, which uh, is an original copy too. Mm. I got it like a couple of years ago. 
same same experience yeah it's just it's a great record all the way through but two-headed dog is in particular a good song so we're gonna end the show here with that anyway yeah happy hanukkah harrison and happy hanukkah oh. to all the jewish listeners you know today's like the the first day i think no i had no idea i didn't know either my girlfriend's mom texted me she's like happy hanukkah yeah and i was like holy shit it's hanukkah had no idea seems really early to yeah be hanukkah yeah yeah. I mean, it's a holiday that celebrates victimhood. <laughs> I just think it's, to me... It's I, woke garbage. You know, to me, it's one of those holidays that doesn't... It's not even in the Torah, the story of the Maccabees and no. the temple. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, uh, Jewish kids need to get gifts too around this season. Exactly. So uh, let's just make mm. up a holiday called Hanukkah. Regardless, there are people who mm. celebrate it. So happy Hanukkah, people. Mm. We'll be back next week with episode 664. Until then, take a sleazy.
chance you can uh, listen up real sharp. Here it comes. You ready? Here it comes. Fuck you! 